welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. My title tonight is The Way to Wellness. The Way to Wellness. Um, I want to uh, just, for those of you that, that maybe missed it or didn't quite catch it, the, the, the service on Sunday is well worth another listen. You know, the, the, the message on Sunday will just, it'll help you brothers and sisters to put, uh, to, to have a biblical response to the events of today. It's important. It's important that we react righteously. It's important that we uh, understand, you know, the signs of the times. And, and so uh, it just was a wonderful message that, that, that will be of, of help to you. Um, so we're in Luke chapter 17, and I'm going to start in verse 10. Sorry, verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, We're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Hallelujah. Lord God, Lord God, I thank the Lord. Oh, Lord, for your word, oh, God, your word, Lord, it just, oh, it gives us, Lord, a foundation, Lord, your word, Lord, it gives us direction, oh, God, your word, Lord, it brings comfort, oh, God, your word, Lord, it, Lord, just answers, Lord, our worries and our questions. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your promises, oh, God. Lord, thank you, oh, God, that we can live by your word, Jesus. We have, Lord, a substance in your word, oh God, oh Lord, that, that will bring life to us, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation in your word, oh God. And we ask, oh God, that you speak to us, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord. And Lord, enable, enable me to speak, oh God, and us all, Lord, to, to understand what you're saying through these scriptures. In your name, amen, amen. So uh, chapter 17 of Luke has a little bit it seems a little bit uh, disjointed if you read it. There, there's a few different parts to it. And I want to bring into the message tonight some of those other parts because it's, it's a context. And, and Luke, Luke is writing some. There's something in his spirit put there by the, by the Holy Spirit, obviously, that, that needs to be brought out in the context. So it starts in, in, in verse 1. Uh, Jesus starts by warning the disciples about temptation and then how much of a terrible thing it is that if that temptation or that stumbling 
was to come through one of the disciples or, or, or you know, it, it's a terrible thing to cause someone else to stumble. And he uses this, this phrase, it's better to have a millstone around your neck and be cast into the sea than face the punishment for harming one of Christ's little ones, one of the little ones. And, and so this is, this is very sober. This is, this is a very hard thing to say. Um, and, you know, it raises within us tonight even questions, you know, do, are my weaknesses, are my failures, are, are my stumblings, stumbling somebody else? And I would never, we, none of us would ever want that to be the, to be the case. And so we need to be sober-minded in how we walk and how we conduct our Christian walk and how we relate to one another and how we encourage the little ones, all of God's little ones. I think that's quite a broad definition. Um, and he goes on then and Jesus, uh, Jesus tells the disciples that if someone sins, that we or the disciples I suppose us, as, as his disciples, should rebuke that person and forgive him. There, there's grace. There's, there's, he's talking about restoration. He's talking about care for one another and care for people that are stumbled, but also how to, um, how to deal with people that are causing us difficulties. If someone sins against us, there's a way to deal with that. And, and Jesus talks to them about that. And uh, I'm sure we've all at some time suffered from, from gossip. And I, I don't know about you, but I would rather somebody just came straight to me and told me what the problem was and, and let's get it sorted out rather than, than have gossip and, and go behind someone's back. And that, that's what Jesus is encouraging the disciples to do. Deal with the issues. And in our Irish culture and, and relational culture, sometimes we struggle with that. But Jesus would encourage us to do that. And it brings an, an honesty and it brings actually a depth to relationships. It brings a confidence into relationships. And it is a real expression of love and friendship and care to, to come and talk about difficult issues and deal with them face to face. And then we move on, and in verse 5, I'm, I'm thinking that possibly the disciples are responding to some of these challenges that, that Jesus is bringing. And in verse 5, they say, Jesus, we need more faith to deal with some of these things and, and maybe other things that Jesus had said. We need more faith. And Jesus responds by saying that if you have faith like a mustard seed in God, you can cause the mulberry tree to be uprooted and thrown into the sea. And I, I didn't hear of any mulberry trees uprooted and thrown into the sea by any of the disciples or, or down through history. And I am pretty sure that Jesus was talking about the mulberry tree of, of maybe bitterness, uh, the mulberry tree of causing someone else to stumble, of, 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 of challenges uh, and relationships and so on that Jesus has been talking to the disciples about. And Jesus is saying that, that 
faith like a mustard seed, brothers and sisters, can deal with these issues. These things that can be deep-rooted and challenging and difficult. And then we, we move on. And in verse 7, then, then Jesus talks about the servant coming in from working with the sheep and preparing the master's meal first and then his own meal. And the servant doesn't even get thanked. And Jesus is saying that, that we should consider obedience to, to him as being like a servant just doing, doing our duty. And this is, this is all in a context here, brothers and sisters, that, that we should, um, the, these things of, of um, not, not stumbling somebody else, of caring for, for the well-being of others, uh, for, for their progress in, the, in their Christian walk, and for dealing with issues and stumblings and restoring people and, and forgiveness. Uh, Jesus is saying, this, this, is, this is obedience, and this is a normal Christian life. This is, this is how we are to walk, and, and just because you do that doesn't mean you get a lot of glory or you get a big clap on the back. This is how we are, we are meant to live, brothers and sisters. Can I hear an amen? amen. That these, these are good things, and that they're sober things, but they're good things. And then this event that we just read about happens. This, these 10 lepers all of a sudden appears in the passage. And Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And he gets to a village on the border of Galilee, and, between Galilee and Samaria. And the ten lepers are there. They're, they're standing at a distance as, as they should have been. And they're shouting, Jesus, Jesus, Master, have mercy, have compassion on us. Have mercy on us, Jesus. And we know that, that one of the ten is a Samaritan. And it's interesting, isn't it? Samaritans wouldn't, wouldn't normally have associated with Jews at all. But when it comes to desperate circumstances, when it comes to lostness, the truth is we're all the same. Everyone has been lost. Whether it's Samaritan, whether it's Jew, whether it's Irish, whether it's Filipino, whether it's Ukrainian, whether it's even Carrigaline, as I keep being called a guest from Carrigaline. <laughs> we are all lost, brothers and sisters, all the same. A rich leper and a poor leper is still a leper. Isn't that the truth? A leper with better doctrine than another leper. Like the Jews had, had more truth than the Samaritans. They're both lepers. And different races, ethnicities, different levels of privilege, different levels of education, of heritage, of, of power, of popularity are irrelevant when it comes to, to leprosy. And this, this group of, of 10 lepers have, have banded together. And you can imagine that they, they draw some comfort from, from being in the company of, of other lepers. And 
they're working together as a group. And all of these men are, are rejected. They're outcasts. They're broken. Their illness, their condition has made them ugly and scarred, made them to be beggars and separated them from their loved ones. In fact, they've become a danger to others and, and they have to be excluded from society and community. And I think we have plenty of lost collectives of people in society today. There's lots of people that have been isolated by addiction, separated by addiction or separated by depression, by abuse, lies, manipulation. There's all, all sorts of, of, of reasons why these sorts of, of broken collectives occur. And of course, we know that, that sin is the ultimate leprosy and, and separates us. It separates us from, from people. Our own sin separates us from each other. In fact, like we're told in the Bible that, that we, we lose fellowship with each other through sin. And sin causes separation from people and also separation from God, which is the worst. And we are helpless like these, this group of men. We are helpless to deal with it. These men were excluded from the spiritual life of the day. They couldn't have gone into the synagogue or the temple. They couldn't have been around crowds of people. And they come this day, and in their brokenness, and out of their desperation, and in their beggarly situation, in their lostness, they come and they cry, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, would you hear us? Jesus, would you take note of our situation? Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I don't know who's under the sound of my voice today, but if you're caught in some collective of, 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 of a prison, of a, of a situation, if you're caught with something, caught in sin, caught in addiction, you can call to Jesus. We can call out of our darkness. We can call to Jesus. Jesus, help me. Jesus, have mercy. And Jesus hears them. And Jesus stops. And Jesus turns. And Jesus sees them. It says that, that Jesus looked at them. Hallelujah. He looked at them. It means that he, he comprehended them. He understood them. He recognized them. And he, he, he could take in their situation and their lostness. And you may, you may feel trapped by a certain thing. You may feel trapped by an issue. may feel trapped by a situation. may feel trapped by a lifestyle. But Jesus sees it, brothers and sisters, friends, listening tonight. Jesus sees your situation and he is the great deliverer. He sets the captives free. And he comprehends it all. Even 2023 20, situations 
Now sometimes I, I used to think that, that Jesus lived 2,000 years ago and he wouldn't understand my modern struggles. And that was 20 years ago. He wouldn't understand, but he does, brothers and sisters. He comprehends 2023. He comprehends loneliness that comes from even social media situations or rejection that can come through those avenues, struggles that can come through, through today's education systems and, and, and the, the philosophies of the day. Brothers and sisters, he understands it all. And there is hope, hallelujah. There is hope. And Jesus looked at them and he understood Jesus not only sees them, not only understands, but he speaks to them. And he says, he tells them something that has an aspect to it that I think we can sometimes miss. He doesn't, he doesn't do a fireworks ceremony of healing. There's no thunder that rumbles. There's no fire from heaven. There's no earthquake. What he does is he starts this, this group of 10 broken men and he sets them on a particular road. He sets them on a particular journey. And sometimes we can miss this about, about our salvation, brothers and sisters. That this is, this, this salvation that we step into is not a, just a, a once for all encounter with Jesus. It's a journey. It's a road. It's a path. And this, 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 this journey has some characteristics to it. There's a momentum. There's a direction. And Jesus points them towards, towards the priest. In the temple, maybe when you cried out to Jesus and, 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 and you, you cried out his name, and you said, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, Lord, would you look at my situation? Maybe he came and he touched you and he delivered you, but he just didn't deliver you, brothers and sisters. He, he set you on a journey. And there's a particular name for this road. There's a particular sign on it. The road is called obedience. It's called obedience. And what's interesting about this road, brothers and sisters, what's interesting about the road of obedience that these men get on is that it is the road to their healing. Did you hear what I said? The road to healing is called obedience, brothers and sisters. And I, I, I sometimes, I, I think, because we're in a context, we, we've talked earlier on about some of the other parts of this, this chapter in Luke and how the, there, there is difficult things to be dealt with. And we've already talked about obedience. But this road to healing for these men is called obedience. They are to go in the direction that Jesus has set for them. And as they walk that road, brothers and sisters, as they simply do what Jesus asked them to do, they get healed. 
All of a sudden, oh, can you imagine this? All of a sudden, one of them is, is walking with a crutch, and he's, he, I have no crutch here, but he's walking with a crutch, and all of a sudden, he's walking along, and then he's carrying it. And it, he doesn't even realize, but, but the leg that was missing now has appeared again. <laughs> you know, brothers and sisters, I think that happens to us on our Christian walk. As we would just say, yes, Lord, I'm going to forgive that person that has wounded me. I'm going to forgive them. And as we would just journey in that, on that road of obedience to the Lord, all of a sudden there's a healing. All of a sudden, that, that forgiveness does something within us. And the pain and the hurt, all of a sudden we're, we're looking back. Do you know what? I used to suffer back then with, with, with the pain from, from that person there. But, but God, you helped me to forgive them. And I said yes to taking that, that place of forgiveness and allowing that that. Thing, that, that step to be an aspect of my life. God, I stepped into forgiveness and you have healed me. You have healed me. And brothers and sisters, if you are battling, sometimes this can be traumas from a way back. It can be issues from a way back. And the road to healing is called obedience. It's called obedience. And when we looked a little bit earlier in verse 7, we saw that obedience is, is just no, a normal part of our journey. It has to be like that, brothers and sisters, because we have to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. We have to follow the Scriptures. We have to, because if we don't, we will go back to our bitterness We'll go back to our vomit. We'll go back to our old, our old uh, remedies that never worked, that brought us into bondage, that brought us into leprosy, that, that tied us up. We will go back there unless another voice, the voice of God, takes us in a different direction. And it has to be obedience. It has to be. And obedience is, doesn't earn us stripes with God. No, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's wholeness. It's, it, that obedience is stopping us from being dominated by the old patterns of the past. We're going to be obedient to something. It's either going to be that old flesh or else the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's one or the other. There's a king somewhere. It's either, it's either that old flesh or else it's the Lord. And if we will journey that way, brothers and sisters, there is a healing, there is a relief, there is a deliverance, and there is a moving into a greater and greater healing. Hallelujah. Can you hear an amen tonight? As they obeyed Jesus, and they went on their way to the priest, they were healed. As we... Obey Jesus, we are healed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the, the, these guys going along and, you know, the guy with the, the missing nose, all of a sudden his nose is back there again, you know, and, and they're saying, you know, he's saying, do you know what? I think I've got the, a more handsome nose than you have. 
you know, you know, you can imagine the joy in these men as as maybe their fingers come back again, you know, and and the, the, their their skin is healed. Amazing, amazing. They start. I can imagine them going and. You know, they're they're now starting to think of other things. Well, you know, we're we're I can I can walk now. I can I can run. I can go back to my family. I can I I, I want to go down to Haveli. I want to get an Indian. I want to get an Indian curry. Or I want to go down. I want I want Adolfo. I'm going to go to Adolfo's house. I want some Filipino food. You know, I haven't been in, in Adolfo's for ten years. I haven't been there yet, by the way. I'm waiting for the invite, Adolfo. <laughs> hint, hint. But I, I can imagine, you know, some of these great cuisines, they're, they're thinking, I'm going to go and get that food. Or that girl, that girl that I fancy, she's going to like my new nose. I'm going to go and ask her to marry me. And you can imagine these guys anticipating a, a life again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a swim in the Lake of Galilee. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to join a football club. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who was on a crutch, he probably wanted to join the football club. Another guy said, I'm going to watch Man United play a match. I'm going to go to a match. And then I'll go watch a proper football match. <laughs> and these guys were all full of joy. There's, there's a healing in their lives. And there's a deliverance. They have been separated from their past. Separated from the shackles that held them. They are free, brothers and sisters. They are free to go and, and to live a life. But here's the thing. We know that one of them goes back. And I think, Nine of them were struck by blindness. They missed, they missed Jesus in all of this. They were delivered from their leprosy, but, but they missed the gratefulness and the person of Jesus. And I can, I can imagine them getting caught up with, I'm going to get married, I'm going to start a business, I'll go back to my family, I'll, I'll build a new home, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll experience this, I'll experience that. I'll... And they missed Jesus. The blindness of these nine, actually, the, apparently they were, they were the Jews. They, they missed Jesus. They were obedient to an extent. They were obedient, went to the temple, received their healing, and just got on with their lives. But this Samaritan man, he came back to Jesus. Full of gratitude, falling on his knees, and honoring and thanking his healer, honoring and thanking Jesus and worshiping. And Jesus turned to him and said something that I think is, is, is very profound. He said, rise 
and go. Here's, here's, here's another, here's a road again. Here's, here's momentum. This is, this is what Jesus does. He was always saying these things. Have you noticed that, Jesus? Take up your bed and walk. Go. Your faith has made you well. There's always this sort of momentum. That's what I'm talking about. This is a journey, brothers and sisters. And, and again, Jesus says, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. And Jesus says to this man that this gratefulness, this thankfulness that you have is faith. It is faith. For you have recognized who has healed you. And you have recognized that you have been healed. You've recognized the gift. And you've recognized the giver. And this gratefulness, this faith has made you well. The word well means whole. means healed. It means safe. It means delivered. And this Samaritan man, he, he had, I'm sure, many issues in his life. He had doctrine to sort out. He would have been rejected by society, the, the, the Jewish society. And being a, a leper, he was, I'm sure he lacked money. And he had, he had lots of things to deal with. But he came back to Jesus. And his thankfulness to Jesus... led to his wellness, led to his wholeness. Brothers and sisters, thankfulness leads to wholeness. Thankfulness leads to wholeness, to wellness. We hear a lot of chat about wellness and there's different techniques to try and achieve wellness. Let me tell you, gratitude to Jesus, that faith that Jesus you have given me good things. You have put good things into my life. There's so many. We could go through an endless list tonight. Jesus, you have done that. And I want to thank you. You see, if, if we don't go there with thankfulness, brothers and sisters, we aren't really recognizing, first of all, the things we've been given. We're, we're, we're always poor. Because, because no matter what we have been given, we don't recognize it. Thankfulness allows us to recognize all of the multitude of gifts that Jesus has given us. And if you don't recognize those things, you will always consider yourself as poor. You'll always be leaning towards, I'm the needy one. I, am, I, I, I have drawn the short straw in life. I have drawn the short straw from God. If we can't see the gifts that he's given us, we will always feel poor. We will always feel neglected. But we are not poor. And we are not neglected. We are rich, brothers and sisters. We've been given gift after gift after gift after gift. We've been given holiness. We've been given righteousness. We've been given an eternal future, brothers and sisters. We've been given a healing. We have, we have the provision of Almighty God. We are not poor. But we can feel poor. And we can live 
as though we're poor because we're not grateful and we're not thankful. And if we don't recognize the gifts, then we also won't recognize the giver of the gifts. And we miss out. We miss out on the, the most beautiful person ever who loves us like no other. And we carry on as if we're alone. We carry on as if we're providing for ourselves. And we miss the beauty of enjoying and beholding him, the giver of all the good gifts, the, the person who cares for us like no other. We miss the joy of that, brothers and sisters. And we walk as if we're alone. And we walk as if we're poor. Because we don't, by faith, be thankful. Everything we have in this world today has been given by God and it will be taken again. Everything except eternity. Our bodies, our possessions, this world is going to be wrapped up. So it is all temporary. But he has given us so much in this physical world. But we have an eternal world that we are going to where moth and rust doesn't destroy and doesn't eat it up and it doesn't waste away and there's, there's no inflation up there. <laughs> Things won't get more expensive up there. Won't have to buy or sell up there. Things won't devalue. Things won't wear out. But brothers and sisters, we can miss so much joy of the things that God has given us and the person who's given it to us. And therefore, we can miss wellness. And I want to encourage us, Cork Church, I want, us to encourage, I want to encourage us to be not like the nine who missed it. I, my prayer is that 10 out of 10 of us in here would be thankful and would be grateful. Wouldn't that be a good thing, brothers and sisters? And we could, we could re take real joy out of the gifts and the giver and enjoy this. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, when we, when we look at him and we take joy from just knowing his presence with us, then we're strong. We're strong. You can't, you can't, you can't put that down, brothers and sisters. Who's going to stand against him? But if I forget that he is with me and I forget his presence and I'm not thankful and I'm not acknowledging, then I feel like I'm weak. I feel like I don't have much and I feel worthless and what's the point and life has cheated me. No, we're going to be like that Samaritan brothers and sisters court church. We're going to be that thankful thankful person, full of faith. 
Sometimes I, I think of it, you know, like there was, there was nine out of ten who didn't, who were ungrateful and of those lepers. Could it be that nine out of ten times, nine out of, uh, of, of all the gifts God, God gives me, nine, nine out of ten of them I don't even thank him for? I would say it's probably way worse than that. I don't want it to be like that. You know, I've seen it in my parents' home. They were, they were really grateful. My, pa- my parents, they are, are grateful people. There was always joy in our home. And Dad was, he was grateful for, for what he had. Back in the day, he was given a Mercedes. And you might go, oh, wow, Mercedes, excuse me. But this Mercedes was about 45 years old. And it had holes in the floor, so we could look down through the floor, and we could we could we could estimate what speed we were doing by looking through these holes, and and the holes were good because what they did was they let the water out again, you know that they, they were very useful, and and if the, if it ever filled up too much and the water didn't get out, he would take a hammer and nail and, and knock another hole into it just just to let the water out. But he was so grateful for the car. This old heap, I, I don't know if Hitler drove around it or, you know, who had it, you know, at the start. You know, it was old, you know, but he was grateful. He was grateful for so much, and there was joy in his heart. It's something I, I, I learned, learned from him, that, that thankfulness. Let me give you a couple of quotes as we are getting to a close. The more you practice the art of thankfulness, the more you have to be thankful for. That's Norman Vincent Peale, whoever he is. Gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It liberates us from the prison of self-preoccupation. Consumed with herself as a prison. John Newton said this, he said, the Lord afflicts us at times, but it is, it is always a thousand times less than we deserve, and much less than many of our fellow creatures, people who are suffering around us. Let us therefore pray for grace to be humble, thankful, and patient. That's John Newton. And Tozer said this, He said, gratitude is an offering precious in the sight of God. And it is one that the poorest of us can make and not be poorer, but richer for having made it. Psalm 103, we'll go to the scriptures, says this, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Hallelujah. I'm going to just, I'm going to mention six things, then we'll close, that we could start. I want us to, let's just bow our heads, and I'll mention these six things. You can add a million things onto these that, that, that we can start just being thankful for. Provision. Whatever that provision is, no matter, no matter what it's like, he is, he is our provider. We don't just have provision, we have a provider. 
we are saved and we have a savior. We have a home and in the future we have the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> we have heaven, we have an eternal home. We have friendship with God. In fact, we have a family. We're in the family of God. Lost time, what we have is eternity. He has given us that. Can we stand together, brothers and sisters? Just for a moment. Just for a moment. Let's start to thank him. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We thank you, oh, God. We thank you, oh, God. Lord, God. Lord, God. Lord, we're so ungrateful sometimes, oh, God. Father, Lord, Lord, and we forget, oh, God. We get caught up, Lord, in the humdrum of life, oh, God. Oh, Lord, doing, doing the things, the day-to-day things, oh God, and oh Lord, we forget, Lord, how abundantly, Lord, gracious you have been, oh God. Lord, you don't give us according to what we deserve, oh God. Oh Lord, you give us a way, Lord, you give us good things, oh God. We deserve bad things from you, oh God. You give us an abundance, Lord, of, of generous richness, oh God, that is healthy for us, oh God, that is good for us, Jesus. Lord, that is wise for us, O God. Your provisions are wise, O God. And Lord, won't destroy us, O God. Won't trip us up, O God. Oh, Father, Father, Father. Jesus. You're so good to us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for each other, O God. Thank you, Lord, for this church, O God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, for the, Lord, Lord, the beautiful people, Lord, that we get to journey with, O God. Oh, Lord, none of us perfect, oh God. We all have our faults and we all have our failings, oh God. But, Lord, we have the joy, Lord, of, of, of walking together, Lord, in these years, oh God, for your glory, Jesus. And, Lord, thank you, Lord, for you, Jesus. Lord, your presence, oh God. Lord, that you persist with us, oh God. Lord, that you're patient with us, oh God. Lord, that you take, you, you associate yourself with us, oh God. Lord, I don't want to associate with me sometimes, oh God. And you choose to associate and put your name on us, oh God. Oh Lord, call us your church. Lord, call us your bride, oh God. Clothe us in righteousness, Lord. And identify yourself in us, oh God. Oh Lord, we, oh Lord, you've become one with your church, oh God. Oh Lord, and your spirit dwells within us, oh God. Lord God. Lord, how do we respond? Oh, God, we just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your, Lord, your beautiful kindness is towards us, oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for tuning in with us today. 
make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.